Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets it in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Thursday, July 27th, morning skated. Uh, it's Ked here. Ked's here with Hal. Hal, say what up. Hi. There he is, electric. And uh, welcoming our new Rangers blogger to the mix, we got Johnny in here. John, say what up. What's good? There it is. Hal, you have to like learn a little bit from him because the whole high thing kind of makes us look soft. Yeah, whatever. I mean... I don't know, man. I'm just I, the energy. I'm just here. This is a Rangers centric podcast today. I'm just here riding the wave so I can talk shit about the Rangers every ten minutes or so. So energy's not really brought up that much. All right, so Hal just kind of dropped the bomb on you guys. So we're going to talk to John a little bit here about uh, how he got into the Rangers, what his thoughts just about this off season, real quick. And then we have a special interview with Anthony from Full Tilt NYR. He comes in. The guy's an absolute savage and an electric interview. So. We're pumped to have him there. But, uh, John, so tell us a little bit about it. How did you get involved with the Rangers? Why are the Rangers your favorite team? And, and why do the Bruins suck so bad? <laughs> well, I guess it all started with my grandfather, one of the biggest Rangers fans I've ever met. Um, he used to go with my two uncles. They had season tickets. Uh, they'd sit up in their 200s in their season tickets. And he'd, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd keep a whole game log with him, log everything, stats, notes on the game. And then they'd, they'd, uh, they'd go and talk about it in the car after, on the car ride home back to Long Island. Um, so he was probably my biggest inspiration. I went to a couple games with him and my uncles when I was younger. Uh, I started getting into hockey um, probably a lot heavier uh, when I was in high school. And uh, it's just snowballed ever since. And uh, I moved to the city, and uh, it's probably snowballed even more from there. You know, I've, I've gone to probably – 60 games since I moved to the city two and a half years ago. Fuck uh, you. Huge, huge fan. You know, I, I'll buy tickets last minute. I, I go by myself and just crush beers if I have to. Um, just a hockey fan in general. So uh, I guess I got to thank my grandfather and my uncles for uh, the Rangers' blood. Um, I love hockey in general. Uh, down to always talk hockey. Absolutely. And I think you're also going to be like our gamer blogger, if that's all right. Game blogger. Kind of just yeah. sprung that on you, but I feel like you you would be uh, decent <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge NHL guy. Uh, play played since at least 06 or 07. I think that was the first Xbox game I have. I found it the other day. Um, huge hut head for anybody uh, who knows that out there. Uh, 
hockey ultimate team favorite game mode probably besides uh club with your friends where you can just go around and meet stick everybody and fucking have have a hoot with your boys i i want to get back really quick you talked about sometimes you go to games alone there's like this stigma about going to anything alone when i lived in buffalo which fucking sucked i got to go to a couple saber games for like fucking 15 bucks i drank like eight beers i would pack a lip you don't have to talk to fucking anybody. I hate side conversations at game. Like you're in your fucking zone and you're just like enjoying an NHL game. It's the fucking best. Like once you get past the fact that you're sitting alone and realize no one gives a fuck because no one cares about you, like it's the fucking best thing in the world. Once you're at three beers, it's like fucking fuck everybody else. I'm <laughs> How did you sit in Pommonville population when you went to Buffalo or what? No, I was past Pommonville. I was in the days of. Ah! No, Pondville definitely wasn't there. That was when they thought Marcus Felingo was going to be their fucking savior. So, <laughs> that sounds like a bit of a mistake. The only Sabres game I ever went to, I had the uh, the honor of sitting in Pondville population, and we were up on the big screen probably a dozen times. And every time, it, like I was up there, I was like, I really hope people don't realize who I am because I don't want to be here. I, I went. Uh, I went to one Sabres game, and I was like, I was teetering blackout, and we sat down. We moved up literally two rows, two rows of seats. And fucking the guy, the promotion guy comes up to us. He's like, you just won, like, a free pizza. You're about to be on the Jumbotron. I'm like, this, these aren't my seats. And the guy fucking freaked. There's, like, eight security guards, like, two minutes later. Like, you got to get the fuck out of here. I was like, listen, pal. Like, the, <laughs> rink, the rink's half full. Like, the Hurricanes are in town. My seats are two rows back there. Just let me go back. I'm sorry I almost wasted a free Papa John's pizza. <laughs> so, John, as as a Ranger guy, who's uh, who's your favorite player? Who's your least favorite player? Give us a little insight on what you think about the current Rangers. Favorite player has to be Henrik Lundqvist. Um, or Zook. Uh, Zook's just a fucking wizard with the puck. That guy's... Is he the smallest player in the NHL? Uh, no, David DeHarnay is smaller than him. I don't know who's smaller than those guys, but Zuccarello is no longer the smallest New York Ranger. <laughs> it, was, it was teetering between him and St. Louis, and then uh, I don't know. It's just uh, that guy. That guy's got a way with the puck. He knows where people are going to be. He's got eyes in the back of his head, and uh, he's an inspiration. He's a fighter. You know, he, he's fought through them call ups and send downs, and now he's one of our best players and the guys come from Sweden or Sweden, uh, Norway and just killed it. No, for sure. And I think he's led the Rangers in points like the last three years, two or three years, something like that. Um, least, least favorite New York Ranger. And there really is only one correct response. So tread lightly. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Nick Holden. Oh, least, really? Yeah. I, I never liked Nick Holden. He's a doof with the puck. He turns it over. His offensive potential is the only reason why I think people even give him credit. He, he was a liability back there, and um, he had some of the worst turnovers and plays that I, I've seen last year besides, you know, Girardi diving and stalled diving, making snow angels. But, uh, you know, he, he would he would always fumble the puck on the blue line, and then it would lead to turnovers and the odd man rushes. And that's why I wouldn't be sad seeing him leave for a center. And um, that's uh, hopefully what they'll they'll put in the mix here this weekend. <coughs> no, for sure. How? What do you got, bud? On what? On anything. No, any any questions to ask Johnny Boy over here? Or are you just gonna sit there throwing around a basketball all fucking time? I thought you were the fucking host. I don't know. I mean, like. I'm just carrying the whole conversation. I got the, I got you guys. Well, not John, but I have you on my back. 
strained right now. Yeah, well, aren't you? I thought you were the host with the hostess with the mostest. Why don't you just keep going? I'm just gonna chime in when I fucking hate the Rangers. Like, you wanna know my who my least favorite Ranger is? Yeah, who? Oh man, that's hard. That's hard. There's so many. <laughs> I can go up and down. Pavlik and Dejan and are both fucking bums. I hate that you guys signed that. That's a gross look. Uh, I mean, Stahl's obviously an idiot. I think Kreider's a fucking waste of space. Uh, I don't think Tanner Glass is that tough. Me neither. <laughs> I don't think he's, like, that sick of a fighter. Like, I think you guys are, like, clenching on to fucking something that you wish you had. But, like, Tanner Glass is, like, not that fucking sweet. Right? I think I think it's all relative. When you have a team full of a bunch of Nancys, he's definitely very tough. That's the problem, right? That's why I understand it. That's why he sticks out, because he actually does fucking stick up for his teammates and stuff and he is a little bit of a light like a spark plug for you guys but like if you look back like when you guys had like bickle and rub and all those fucking and prost and those guys and yeah he wouldn't be the same it's like not the same class at all and i guess you know what i'm just gonna keep continuing hosting this thing so i guess that cats will go first and you can chime in cat (laughs) speaking of like current state of the rangers obviously we're gonna get to the interview later where we talk about centers going down the middle and there's a lot of talk about Bozak, even though I don't think there's really any significant like insider information that says Bozak is going to go to the Rangers. I think it's more hearsay um, or an idea they like. What do you guys think about like down the middle? Like, no offense, from an outsider's perspective, it's looking pretty fucking bare. Like, Zibanejev is a good player. I give him a lot of shit, but he is a good player. I don't think he's a true number one yet. Hey. People always talk about how hard Hayes works. Maybe he will step it up. I can see him being a second-line center, too. Realistically, you have two okay second-line centers. That's my favorite narrative about Kevin Hayes is how he loses 20 pounds every offseason. He's going to come back being better than ever. Every year they say that. I, I, I think the, the real problem is, though, we have a whole fucking team of just second-liners. There's nobody that can really stand out as a, a number-one winger, a number-one center. Even though we pay Rick Nash that type of money, he... he he isn't the same player when uh, we got him from Columbus. He's a great fucking all-around player, 200-foot player for sure, and uh, I think people will give him the most shit because he's not scoring as many goals as we're paying him to, but um, he's one of the most complete players we have on our team for sure. But, you know, going back, we, we don't we don't have number ones. We have a whole team of second liners. Our third line could be second liners. Our first line could be second liners. Our second liners are second liners. And even the fourth liners could step it up, you know? Is this just me sucking Zook's dick, or am I the only one that thinks that he could be a first liner on, like, any team in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, I... I majority of teams. I, I, I agree there. He, yeah, I mean, he's he's not getting paid to, and it wasn't wasn't the expectation, but it's it's happened, so I'm, I'm not against it. But, like, if you look at our depth, you know, it's everybody's around second line potential. Yeah, that's fair. I just, my question for Rangers fans is like, from an outsider's perspective, you guys have been so close for so many years, and you've been a pretty dominant team, honestly, for the last couple, maybe like four years or so. Maybe I'm giving you a little too much clout. I, I clout, like shout out. This this episode of Morning Skates brought to you by Clout Co. If you guys need help, hit up BizDev Dale to get your clout up. All right, keep going. Clout up. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Rangers are stuck in this really weird place right now where they want to keep pushing to be a Stanley Cup contender, uh, even though I think the reality is they have a good amount of young players. They actually have built a young core without drafting, which is pretty crazy. But I, 
I think there's this like back and forth thing, whether don't rush it. Like, do they really need to go get a mediocre second line center to add to their mediocre talent up front? Or should they wait and try to make a big splash? Cause I know Hank's window is closing and you want to capitalize on that. But at the same time, is the rest of the team really there for Hank? I think if you get rid of Nick Holden for Tyler Bozak, and I don't know how the cap works out, Bozak's only under contract for one more year. So uh, yeah, it isn't like your big fancy signing, but he would definitely help out the team for this year. I don't th- I don't know if it's going to push it over the cup, but having Bozak down the middle with Zibanejad and Hayes would definitely help. The Rangers' biggest problem, and it has been their biggest problem since Mark Messier, is the Rangers have not had a true number one center since Messier. You had you had like Michael Nylander, Scott Gomez, Chris Drury, Derek Stepan. None of those guys get you hard. Like, none of those guys get you torqued to fucking go to battle. They've never had a Jamie Benn. they never had a Joe Thornton. I mean, only one team's had a Crosby, but the New York Rangers have never had a number one center. You put a number one center on the New York Rangers. You put Ryan Getzlaff centering the uh, New York Rangers with the current team, they win yeah. the cup. I think. Maybe they don't win the cup, but they definitely, they're going to be in the final. I, yeah. I, I think Gordon's done a good job of trying to rebuild on the He's fly. He's been awesome. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're not they're not ready to completely rebuild because we do have some set pieces that are going to make us decent for a while. And, I mean, even with the Shattenkirk signing and Zibanejad signing, you know, they're both five years, right? Or was Sh- Shattenkirk was four? Shattenkirk was four, Zibanejad was five. So we still got a couple years there, but they've, they've, they've somehow managed to get two first-round draft picks this year, which we haven't had in God knows how long. Um we haven't even had a first-round draft pick in the past three or four years. Um, you know, I, I I think they see it coming, but they're 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 going to try to triage it as much as they possibly can to get us into the. I mean, I think 100% we're going to be a playoff team. Um, I don't know how far we're going to make it, but um, you know, th- there were definitely a lot of doubts last season, and they they were one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference last season, even though we got the wild card. Um, we definitely should have won that series against Ottawa. I was there at Game Seven when they fucking lost. It was the most depressing thing I think I've ever gone through. I, I sat on the subway and I cried a little bit on the way back. Um, I got a little emotional. Uh, I started thinking about my grandpa. He passed away a while ago. And, uh, Damn, dude. Oh, I, I broke down a little bit. But um, besides that, the other worst game I think I went to was 2015 playoffs when uh, Joel Ward fucking bodied Dan Boyle in the corner. And put a puck in with like two seconds left do you remember that game Damn boy, I've, never, I've never seen the garden get so fucking deflated um you know we thought we were going into overtime there's five seconds left joe ward throws a fucking hit from behind Dan Boyle in the corner yep. dishes it in the long quiz net and the game's over everybody is shocked and um good thing we won that series though fuck the caps <laughs> we have the caps number when it comes to playoffs i never really have to worry about the washington capitals um, Ovechkin's never made it to a conference final, so whether, do you think do you think he's gonna get a cup before he's out? I don't know. No, I think I St- think strong. No, I think Lundqvist has a better chance than Ovechkin. The kid, the cap, the Caps have progressed this year too. They lost a couple of good good players, big time, and they signed a lot of very stupid contracts. Oh yeah, that Oshie contract, insane. Not a fan. The what? I'm just gonna rewind it really quick with with Hal saying the Rangers. You know, they're there and they're trying to rebuild on the fly and stuff. I think a lot of that has to do with the market that they're in, too. Because if the New York Rangers were like, okay, we're going to strictly rebuild when you had Henrik Lundqvist as your goalie for how many years and he hasn't had a cup, people would fucking riot. 
So I don't really think that they're in a position to actually go full rebuild. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but if oh, they did. 100%. The guy's the guy given everything to our organization. He's given his whole life and his whole career. And I don't think I don't think he's going to want to play anywhere else after his contract expires. He'll retire a Ranger. And, um, they got to get him a cop, dude. Holy fuck. I, I, I've been praying. Praying to the hockey gods. Uh, what's your, uh, what was your first pick this year in the draft? What was his name? Uh, it's I think it's Leas Anderson. Leas Anderson, did he sign? Is he gonna play in the AHL or? He signed a, him and their other guy signed a three year entry level deal. Although I think the, what's his name, Philip Hurdle or whatever. I think he's still gonna go back to check. But I think this I think Anderson kid. Art, there was just an article out today that they said uh, he's gonna play in the OHL. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to the OHL, and I think the Anderson guy, like, you know how some teams, they'll have a prospect up for, like, nine games, like nine NHL games before they can send him anywhere or something along those lines? I think they may do something like that. And if he works out, he works out. I was a little bit, I had no idea who the fuck he was when they drafted him, but since they drafted him, I've read a lot of shit on the kid, and he looks like he's going to be exactly like Derek Stepan, but a little bit faster. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know why they don't take a waiver on these kids. Bring the kid from the check over. I mean, I look at, like, Pasternak was, like, the 24th overall pick. Both these kids went way above him. That kid's a check, too, your second pick in the first round. Pasternak played, like, 40 games in the AHL, and then he got called up and put, like, 20 and 40. I don't I don't know why more teams don't take their European players and try to build them in the AHL. I feel like it makes sense. I feel like a team for you, too, like, what's the worst that happens? They don't work out this year. Is it really going to stunt their growth? Well, the our AHL team last year was like the worst AHL team in history. Yeah, worse than the league. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it wasn't right. like they were going into a good thing oh, where they're going to yeah. get winning and shit. Okay. What'd you say, John? Said Mikhail Rath won, won the Calder Cup last year. Fucking right, dude. <laughs> he was one of our top picks. That guy fucking didn't do shit. I remember, I remember sitting watching that draft and when they compared him to Darian Hatcher as a future comparable. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah, he didn't really pan out like Hatcher did, unfortunately. But, uh, John, we, I mean, we're pumped to have you here. We're pumped to have you start writing New York Ranger blogs for us. The first one you did was about Grabner, and he fucking liked it. So, I mean, that's pretty decent. Um, yeah, pretty sure you read it too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we analytics told us that. Where is he from? Um, was it Switzerland? No. So whatever country he was from, there was one Austria. read from that Austria. That's what it was. There was one read from Austria, and he favored the tweet. So we're gonna say he read our shit. Uh, <laughs> we gotta talk. We gotta talk NHL. I brought this up to John before. John's like our expert shell player. I guess he's balls deep into hut. I don't know too much about Hutt, but he makes a fucking living off of it, apparently. <laughs> um, so, people don't know. There was, like, a beta came out of the new NHL this year, and they released it as some three-on-three shit. John played it. I'm sure we have enough people that are curious about Shell. Uh, what do you got on the new beta and what it was looking like with 18, what they showed you? Um, the club was fun three-on-three. The whole three-on-three mode that they, they touted in this whole new game mode is – Basically, NHL Arcade from the last gen 360 or PS3 just remastered with players. They got bonus pucks, shit that's worth like negative two goals or three goals. It's just stupid. It's it's NHL Arcade, and they touted it as this whole new game mode, this whole cool thing that they're going to come out with. It's going to be, uh, you know, changing NHL gameplay, and it's trash. It's trash. It's like playing fucking NHL hits on NHL, and it's. It's ridiculous. The goalies are terrible, and 
the gameplay was abysmal. I, I just don't get, like, I don't know when it started. I have to be, like, at least 10 years in. It was probably, like, 06 or 04. Actually, shit, I probably have, like, 04. I think the first child I really bought for, like, PlayStation was uh, Jerome McGinley was on it on the Flames. It was, like, way back. I think it was 04. That might have been on fucking GameCube. I feel like in the recent, like, last five years or so, especially since, like, PS4 and Xbox One came out, they say they're switching up the AI and shit, but, like, do you really feel like anything's changing at all game to game, or are we just buying, like, roster updates? Ed's roster updates and some new cool deeks, and that's about it. We got out from 15, like, you used to be able to shoot one-handed and shit. They took all that out, and then this year they put in between the leg passing and, like, because uh, that uh, happens all the time. Yeah, they put in between the like passing and between the like shots, and then they did the uh, the old how do you do um, Patrick Kane move skate to the opposite side of the net and slip it in the in, in the uh, far post. But um, besides that, they didn't change shit. Deeks are a little slower. Goalies are worse, but it's the same game every year. I I asked that question on Reddit earlier today. If you guys could change anything on the NHL game, like what would you do? A couple things that I would do. One, they have to change the fighting. The fighting's been the same for how many years? Like, switch it up. Give me a curveball, something. Maybe a line brawl. Second, smash my sticks, and then somebody jerseys me and just knocks me out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Secondly, my biggest pet peeve is when you score a goal, only one guy comes over and celebrates. How can't you figure that out? That's like the easiest fucking thing where you get everybody to go in and do that. Drives me fucking insane. Hit group sellies. That's what I'm saying. My favorite part of a goal when you're playing is jumping on the pile. And then, yeah. uh, what else would you guys change? I mean, I, I just feel like compared to some of the other franchises, it's such a fucking basic game. I feel like EA some... doesn't put money into it. The big games they put the money into are FIFA and Madden. Yeah, and like, I I play I play two K, and like if you go to two K, like their like player mode and shit is fucking crazy. Like you're signing like endorsement deals and you're doing different shit like this. There's like so many different options and like. It's just such a better, like, experience as a player. Like, I'm such a big-time – this is probably terrible. I sound like such a loser. I lose in my parents' basement, which I don't. But I literally crush Dynasty mode for, like, days on that. Like, I'll go, like, 20 years deep. Like, it just sucks. Like, the way, like, players age and, like, the progression, it's just sloppy. It's like they don't give a shit. And that's what drives me nuts. You've <laughs> never really cared about NHL, and that's the whole problem. And – um you can see it with with the game every year. They don't change much, and then when they say they have this whole new fucking cool feature, you go in and play it, and it's a bag of shit. Yeah, and I fucking I was looking at some of the ratings people are putting out. Like I'm a Bruins fan. Pasternak has an 82 rating. Dude put up 70 points last year. Brady Shea's a 77. I heard. That's yeah, those are those are the ratings from last year. They didn't update them in the beta. I give anything to create a player and get an endorsement from Stewart's or Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> Low-key, low like, EA Sports, the one that creates the hockey, I'm pretty sure they're out of Vancouver. I feel like they always just stack Vancouver's team and give them all, like, sick ratings compared to where they actually are, and they fucking bone players they don't like. Like, I swear to God, it's a conspiracy theory that no one's fucking talking about. So, sounds like a good blog, dude. <laughs> NHL EA conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a shame. I, I wish, like, if they're going to come out with, like, a three-on-three mode, why don't they make it, like, uh, NHL hits? That shit was fucking awesome. It's, I mean, that's kind of what the arcade mode is. You can blow up anybody. There's no whistles. The only penalty is if you trip somebody and it's automatically a penalty shot. 
It's like kind of like NHL hits, but like uh, it's 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 like a hybrid. All right. The, the the big thing is in the three on three mode that in the arcade or whatever the fuck it is, you can just blow up anybody. And the easiest way to score or get an odd man rush is just to hit a guy, hit one of the guys without a puck, and then they pass it to the area. And the dude's just on his ass. Like, that's awesome. I, I can't wait for the new soundtrack where I get to listen to the same fucking like Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy songs on repeat. That's like, another like, sick blog, dude. Like the top five songs of NHL games. <laughs> They're all terrible. No way, dude. Nine in the afternoon bumps, dude. <laughs> they um they have like three songs on the beta and I want it to just bleed out of my ears. <laughs> Shit sucks. I wonder if I wonder if Come With Me Now is one of them. The uh Do you remember the trophy, the award ceremony where every two seconds you'd be like, Ah, uh, come with me now <laughs> Like every fucking second. But uh all right, so yeah, that's John. He's going to be joining us for a little bit of Rangers blogging, and he'll be on some podcasts talking Rangers and stuff. Uh, now we're at the point of the podcast where we're going to have our boy Anthony come in from uh, NYR Full Tilt, and he's going to talk to us about the Rangers for a little bit. Uh, we appreciate him having him on, and yeah, so hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> guys now we're joined by a special guest he's one of the biggest rangers fans out there his blog is on a tear he drives analytic nerds hectic his periscopes are electric he's got a new podcast to check out it's going to be lit as a clit without a doubt rangers fans know him near and far welcome anthony from full tilt nyr what's up buddy what's up that was quite an intro makes me just want to go Woo! <laughs> i love it i love it uh today we got hal on here and we got john our new rangers guy and we're just kind of kind of go over what you do and what's going on on the internet. So if you want to get into it, tell us a little bit about your blog and your new podcast that you have that just came out. I appreciate it. Uh, so FullTiltRangers.com, also FullTiltNYR.com. It's been around since about 2012, 2013. Had some humble beginnings. Uh, I'm basically a, a pretty 
pretty much a, a Ranger fan uh, since childhood. Fell in love with the sport. It's the most electric sport, best sport out there. It's basically it, it's it's chaos on ice. It's just gorgeous. Um, is everything you want in, in, in any sport is just like just right there for you. Uh, and plus, you know, it's you know half to the Canadians uh, running on knives. It's great. Um, <laughs> so it's a pretty good sport. But the blog itself been around since about 2012, 2013. Uh, slowly but surely, really has taken off. Uh, at one point, we were doing a podcast uh, that, that you know it, it just there's a lot of work that comes in in doing this, and and really it's free. It's done out of love. It's done out of passion. Most of, most of it is kind of all out of pocket, to be honest with you. And, and the biggest, I guess, biggest joy I've gotten out of it is helping some young writers uh, launch their careers and, 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 you know, give themselves a platform and a resume, something that they can, something they could put down. And when they go for jobs, you know, with, uh, you know, media outlets or journalism, you know, outlets or whatever it is, they could point to a website and say, that's my work. Uh, so it's been great and we just relaunched the podcast. Uh, it's going really well. Uh, we're, we just finished, we're wrapping up our third episode. Uh, we had Tom Laidlaw, former New York Ranger on the last episode. He was great. Uh, Jess Rubenstein of Pro, uh, Prospect Park. He's the blue shirt bulletin, uh, prospects editor. He's a former scout. He, uh, he dished on, uh, on some of the prospects in the range pipeline and we just finished up doing Guy Adami, uh, he's of CNBC's Fast Money. He's a huge Ranger fan and a big fan of the blog, and he was really, really, you know, he wanted to jump on. He was a great interview. That will drop uh, on Monday, July 31st in the morning for everyone who's uh, looking for it. Yeah, awesome. I actually listened to the Laidlaw one, and it was refreshing hearing, like, an old-time hockey kind of guy perspective instead of, like, all these coursey stats that we continuously see on Twitter thrown at us pretty much every second of the day. So it was, it was actually good. If you guys get a chance to check that out, definitely do so if you're a Rangers fan or if you're just a hockey fan because it, it was it's the real deal, just letting you know. Uh, you guys will love Adami too, man. He's a he's an old schooler. His his he started back in the seventies. His favorite player is uh, Jean Rattel. Uh and he had some. And, and listen, he has a little bit of an old school philosophy, a little bit like myself. Um, in the world that I that I came came up from and grew up, you know, stats. Listen, I love stats. Who didn't Who didn't love stats growing up? I mean, I collected hockey cards. Yeah, you know. And, I used to love looking at the back of my hockey cards and the stat. You know, it's like, yo, this guy scored forty-five goals and had sixty-five assists, and it was over a hundred points. And this guy, he scored twenty goals and he had three hundred and eighty-seven penalty minutes. There are teams who don't accumulate three hundred and eighty-seven yeah. penalty minutes nowadays. But I used to look at those stats, and plus-minus was a way to gauge if the player was responsible defensively. Now, kudos to you know these. Is much deeper analytics and and what people are trying to do. But here's the problem with it: it's it, some people the way they pose it, and especially when you, I don't I don't think they get it. You know, like I, it's hockey. Now, if if a weatherman or somebody like that drops this really in depth chart trying to explain climate change, I might pause and go, maybe I should try and learn something about that. Maybe there's something to it. But when I'm as a hockey fan, you drop a chart that looks like the like a, a dying man's EKG. I have no idea what the F I'm looking at or what the context of what you're dropping is. And then it comes out that you tell me that, you know, 
is Alex Ovechkin because it's Corsi. I, I literally am going to ass clown you on the internet because yeah. I just can't take that. No, for sure. And, and they're not trying to necessarily say that, but they don't get when they drop a chart and put in, in 140 characters something that just really doesn't line up, that it just drives other normal hockey fans nuts. Like, what do you want me to understand? I, I graduated college or high school, and I'm done with algebra and calculus. <laughs> Stop throwing this crap at me. I think the biggest thing that kind of pisses me off about it is, like, I, I again, I agree with you. Stats are huge. Actually, we're really funny. Whenever we do alumni week for our high school hockey team, the boys come home. We always go to this place called The Vault in Saratoga. We always get a pack of trading cards, and we see who has the best one. So we're big on cards, too. Now, I respect stats. I completely, 100% get it. I think it's totally overblown, but the thing that really pisses me off is if, and I see it with you all the time, if somebody puts out a chart that doesn't necessarily make sense, you call them out on it, and they have like this whole pretentious, like, I'm right, you're wrong, I know everything, you don't, and that's that's what drives me absolutely insane, and I'm not going to name yeah, names, but you know it. exactly who I'm talking about, and oh it's God. just the absolute worst, and if you call them out on it, Instead of them being like, okay, I kind of understand where you're coming from, they'll just give you like a like a number and be like, oh, you're an idiot because you don't understand it. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? It, 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 first off, it, a signal goes out immediately, and it's like, you know, spreadsheet samurai unite, and then it's <laughs> Corsi Defcon One, and, and, and then they literally all like put their power rings together. And they get their magical glowing protractors and calculators, and they and they just then they attack you in force. That's yeah. what's amazing. It's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I question this guy's chart, and it's like, here they come. Yeah. It's like holy crap. It's like nerd piranha. I have never seen anything like that. And they just <laughs> attack you and devour you. And it's like at the end of the day, guys, you like I get it. Some of these analytics guys and these analytics bloggers i don't know sometimes i swear to god there's a holier than thou um air about them uh it comes off that way too and then i and i get they want to defend the work and i get that some of these guys are literally trying to land jobs with what they're showing mm -hmm. you know like uh, look at what i did and you know and, and some of these guys do get jobs and sometimes they're contacted by agents to do side work i get it they're protecting a, a way for them to possibly advance their career and make money but but at the same time you, you, because they're doing that and there's an end game to them they, they they don't seem to make the connection that it's just a tool and it not necessarily tell the whole story. And they love to tell you, and this is the favorite part, whoever said that, that that's all it is. And blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand the way you guys are pushing it. Mm -hmm. You And when you do get, you know, questioned, sometimes it's attacked, you do get questioned, you go into such this shell defense mode that, you know, you're a moron and this is math and math is infallible. And I can tell you from being in the business world, I've seen books cooked. So I know spreadsheets and math can be manipulated to make it look yeah. like whatever you need or want. Exactly, exactly. And, and they'll be the first person to come right back at you and be like, you're bullying me. Like the first <laughs> person to do it. Dude, I've got people that have told me on, on Twitter that I get cancer. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hope you die. If you die tomorrow, I won't care. And, and, and honestly, then you defend yourself 
and you become the cyberbully. Oh, big time. You're the problem. And then they go then they start to dig and go after you personally. They try and find information like what is so effing wrong with your life or how soft are you sometimes that you cannot have a con you can't deal with a little adversity on the internet? Yeah. Dear Jesus Christ, you need some help. Keyboard warriors, man, and they're all out too. And I and that's a big reason why I read your stuff more than anybody else's because I respect you. If somebody calls you out on a mistake, you'll be the first one to be like, you know what, that wasn't right. You won't be like, oh, you're you're an asshole. Like, get out of here. Like, you're. I feel like you take in what you do without a doubt, whether it's right or wrong, and that's how it is. And you're you're real compared to like these guys who hide behind their computers and. If I, I make a if I make a mistake, I will I will say it. I'll say it. I didn't get I didn't get good information. I'll be honest with you. You know, I I had heard that Zabanajad before he signed his contract was wanted some ludicrous money, and he wanted like six point. He wanted almost step on money. Um, I had heard some really high numbers, so I had some serious concern. Now, mind you, he did fire his agent. Yep. Right? He fired News. Newport Sports, which is a big agency. Mm-hmm. I had a, I spoke with some people. They said that uh, that they weren't seeing eye to eye on his next contract. I don't know exactly what that means. No, I didn't have that in depth detail that somebody told me that this is the problem. But it was a it was kind of spoken to me that his contract demands were high. Ergo, why Ottawa traded him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Ottawa, they weren't able to retain him because of the way he was. I mean, they must have had conversations with him in the past. So they traded him for Derek Derek Broussard. I mean, the Rangers win that deal every day. A younger, more talented player <laughs> came to the Rangers with a second round pick, and the second round pick, just remember, was because they didn't want to pay the two million dollar bonus to Broussard. So they're like, "Can you guys pay the two million bucks, and we'll just give you a second round pick because we don't give a crap." That's basically what happened there. It wasn't to sweeten the deal to get Broussard. It was they didn't want to pay the yeah. two million dollar bonus he had coming with him before that when that trade went down. So anyway, I had gotten a little bit of information that was high. I put it out there when he signed for five point three million, and his demand when his demands initially came out, I was like, you know what? I didn't have I, I'm a, I got wrong information. I tweeted it out there. You think anybody even acknowledged that? Matter of fact, they just constantly want to go at you. And listen, you guys are doing this. You have pockets. You're gonna have haters. You got people who dislike you. Oh, we've we've been there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Don't you got to ignore them? Exactly. You could present the cure for cancer, and they'll hate you anyway. Yeah, and the uh, final reason to hate you. And I'm kind of under the understanding any pub is good pub. That's kind of how we're just rolling with it. We had an issue like a couple months ago that was pretty intense, but we got through it. People forgive, people forget. It is what it is. Sometimes. I, you know what I mean? So I made my I made my mistakes mm-hmm. too. You know, I, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I, I'm human, and Twitter can get you in trouble quick. You know, 140 characters. Sometimes you want to be, you want to try and start a conversation. You want to cause a little controversy or debate, and you could put out a bad bad tweet. I, I did. I, I put out eighty thousand and I had one that bad. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, John, you want to get into it and ask him a little bit about the Rangers off season? So I guess my biggest question from the offseason is still this uh, void that we have at number one center. Um, I, we know uh, Zibanejad might be able to be projected as a number one center if he keeps progressing the way he does, but do you think there's anybody on the market that they'd realistically make a deal for? Well, the, the rumor that's been out there for quite a while uh, is Tyler Bozak. Yeah. 
and he wouldn't be a number one center at all. No. It would be just to give the Rangers the depth they need at center and his availability. From my understanding, he had, he is available. There is a little bit of a cap issue in Toronto. They can get around it this season if they need to. But the deal is, is they've they just committed to Patrick Marlowe, who can move to center if they need if they need to. They have a couple of guys who are wingers that can play center. So he he just got a, a ridiculous and I I'm sorry six point two five million dollars for three wow. years for a guy who's basically forty. It's it that's insane. I understand that they want leadership and he's a former captain and it's probably a, a good move to have him there and if that's what it took to get him god bless you but not for me uh does that make bozak more expendable they do they could use some help on defense they're actually looking for somebody who's a, a right-handed shot but nick holden who is the one who's been talked about can play both sides he's shown the ability to do that uh if they trade holden with the cap room they have right now you know, they'd have probably a half million dollars in cap space, which is not good. Um, and they obviously need room for an extra forward. Um, they also need the ability to have emergency call-ups. So you're going to need a million in cap space to play with, a million and a half, yeah. which leads to the question, are they going to buy out Mark Stahl? Give me some. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, I, I'm so torn uh, again, is this the question boils down to, and this is probably what they're debating, uh, if there's no other way to do it, and Mark Stahl refuses to waive his clause, and no one is, I, no, there's been no report that he's been asked. I, I wish he would agree. I wish they would ask him. I wish he would agree. He said, "Fine, you guys don't want me anymore. Why do I want to be here? Let's work out a place where we where I can go." And at the same time, they can eat half his salary. And, and be fine and not have eight years worth of penalty in three years with Girardi's hit of almost $6 million. I mean, what, in, I think in 2020, it's over $6 million in dead cap space. And I don't care how you want to play mathematician and, and work out the numbers. You are still dealing with $6 million plus dollars in cap dead cap space. While the league is operating at $80 million, you're operating at 74 You lose. Mm-hmm. The, you, it literally means you've got to be awesome at bringing in young, inexpensive talent that's going to win you a Stanley Cup. Penguins. And that makes no sense. Yeah. Now, if the Rangers really feel Bozak's the missing piece to give them a Stanley Cup this year while Lundqvist's window is closing, then the, and they have no other option, they may have to buy out Stahl. Where does that leave them three years from now? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Lundqvist is going to retire probably in three years. I, I can't see him, you know, being here at 38. And maybe maybe he will, but again, we'll have to get to that bridge when we cross it, you know, cross it when we get there. Um, you could bring in probably a guy like Shista Yorkin and give him an entry-level contract, or there are some other guys, uh, you know, that, that are there too. NHL. What was that? said Seth Shorkin has been tearing it up in the KHL. Yeah, no, he's he's supposed to be a super talent, you know. And again, how is the, the state of the KHL? Where are they going? Uh, you know, how are they, are they going to continue to be able to pay all their players because they've had issues with that in the past? Does he really want to go? Because they could offer him a boatload of money. He's not going to get can't give him too much money, you know. Here uh, in New York, he's got to sign entry level, I guess, right? So he'll be at he'll be at a you know, million dollars a year for the next three years or something like that. Whatever the case may be, Nash coming off the books next year is a huge. It, it is probably one way 
you could leverage paying all the young kids with the money you save there is that's that's almost eight million dollars. Yeah. So they have some flexibility if they need to move if they need to buy out stall. We're gonna find out probably this weekend. Yeah, and like I was reading an article yesterday uh, after buying out stall and um, Girardi, you know, the cap hit that we're gonna get is gonna be less than both of their contracts combined. So you know, you got to think: is it is it worth having that dead cap space and not having Girardi install? Um, but still having around the same contract, just in dead space for both of them. I get it. The Girardi buyout, and he was shocked. And we were, I was under the impression that Gordon was against buyouts because he didn't want to be deal with the dead cap space. I don't understand how he doesn't, how he didn't ask Dan to waive his clause and allow him to be traded and see if they could find a partner. Maybe he asked around and nobody was interested. Figuring, and you know what's funny? The the Tampa Bay Lightning took him on and gave him three million dollars. I would have been like, "Here's Dan Girardi. Here, send him to Tampa. Give us a seventh round pick, and we'll retain half. And we'll retain half the salary. It'll cost you less. I don't know how that didn't go down. Yeah. That's what's still. That's the one thing I don't. Uh, I don't get it. But I. But in that standpoint, I understood why they bought him out because that money was then used. To sign Shattenkirk, there was a, a, a there was an obvious end game and improvement there. Buying out Stall to have a little extra money to bring in Tyler Bozak, way different UFA next year, yeah. doesn't really tickle my my fancy. If you know what I mean, it'd be something if if John Tavares was a free agent this summer, or if there was a huge name center out there. I completely agree with. You. I don't think. I get half of what you're saying where where you don't ruin the next however many years for Tyler Bozak, but at the same time, it would it would please me beyond belief because every time I watch Mark Stahl play hockey, I want to jump out my window head first. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really don't think Mark Stahl's that bad. I, I, I know that's shocking. I think that he does a lot of good things on the ice, but towards all of a sudden the latter half of the season – you know, him and Holden at one point were our best defensive pair, and everyone was raving about him. And then it's like somebody went, and they sucked. I don't even know what happened. I'll, I'll like, go on record and say that Mark Stahl's I've never said that he's ever played a good game in my life. Do you remember the Do you remember the goal earlier this year against the Islanders where he's behind the net, dicking around with the puck, and little Gianta, 5'7", 180, comes over, bodies him off the puck, throws it in front to Ladd, and he scores. Mark Stahl, 6'4", 215 pounds, and he's getting bodied by a guy 5'7", 175 pounds. That's not... I, I, I do think that, you know, that eye issue is a bigger thing than maybe we all, that even he will let anyone know. Yeah, he definitely hasn't been the same player since it happened, 100%. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, he's a warrior. I, I, can, I can never do what he does. I can never do what any of these player, players do. Um, you know, and, and, I, and, I get, and I guess sometimes I get when people trash these hockey players, it's like you realize he took a he took a, a frozen piece of vulcanized rubber and almost lost his eye to play hockey for your team. So it's hard for me to get on to, to beat them up too bad. I will not deny that he is not the same defenseman since uh, he did have you know he's had he's shown some stretches of games where he's really he's been great, and then they then he's he shows stretches of games where it just makes no sense. And then him and Holden completely lost it. And it's on AV for not recognizing that in the playoffs. Yep, allowing, 
allowing the Senators to kill them. Yeah. They were on the ice for so many late goals for late time. I, I just it was I was dumbfounded, and I don't blame. You know what? Bukaboom might have taken the fall for it. I think that's I what it was. I think Bukaboom was kind of like the scapegoat there. It was uh, like, yeah, you might might as well call him Lee Harvey Bukaboom. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, seriously, man. Uh, he was the patsy, and now you bring in Ruff, and you know if if I would love to, I I think they're going to coexist fine, but winning makes coexisting easier, and losing will show a different side to both of them, mm-hmm. and there could be some. They could be held to pay, and the Rangers do tend to, to, at some point during every season, go into a funk that people just shake their heads and go, "They absolutely suck," you know. And you wonder how they, how that'll, how that'll go down now that Avi's got a guy like Ruff breathing over his shoulders. It should be interesting. I think it'll work, but it will be interesting. Not for sure. And uh, we don't, we don't want to keep you too long, so we're gonna go into a little two-minute, well worth it segment. I don't even know if it's gonna be two minutes long, but that's what we call it. And what we're gonna do. John and I are going to alternate questions. We're going to ask you quick questions, rapid fire. You give us one word responses or as many, least amount of words, okay? Yeah, it's, I don't think so, some of these aren't uh, one word answer questions, but. Um, we'll do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Send it. All right. First, you ready? You, you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. All right. Uh, what's your opinion on the new NHL Adidas jerseys? Suck! Andre Pavlich. <laughs> Favorite New York Rangers goal? Oh boy, damn! That one caught me. <laughs> I've got, I've got so many. Favorite New York Rangers goal? Um, Brian Leach goal, Game Seven against the Vancouver Canucks. It was the most beautiful goal I ever saw. Wide open, baby. Uh, favorite New York Rangers moment? Zero seconds, nineteen ninety four. Period. Yeah. Lindy Ruff is the assistant coach. Pretty good. Will they dump Nick Holden? Absolutely. Who do you think is going to get the assistant assistant captain in place of Girardi? Zach, uh, Zuccarello. What are your thoughts on dancing Larry? Vz <laughs> <laughs> uh, point total. Ooh. I think he's, uh, I'll go low, 40. Bucinavich point total. I'll go high, 50. Uh, games, Leas Anderson will play. Zero. Uh, Patrick Marlowe in Toronto, point total on the Leafs. 55. How good will the Rangers' power play be this season? Top 10. Amanda Borges, 110. <laughs> Oh, that's a terrible question. <laughs> she's dead because she's a range. She she covers the Rangers. Um, Yager will get a contract to play in the NHL this season. Yes. Shane Doan will get a contract and play in the NHL this season. No. Again, though, will get a contract and play this season. No. Mike Fisher will get a contract to play this season. Who the hell is Mike Fisher? <laughs> Carrie Underwood's husband, man. Yes, yes, yes. I think you got a couple more. Uh, no, that wraps it up. But uh, for for the for the for the rapid fire, but I did want to go back and ask um, another question about the center void. Uh, it's actually something Valeni brought up to us in the group chat. Um, he was saying there's some uh, rumors stirring about either Trocheck or uh, Bukestad from the Panthers. 
your thoughts be on either of them? I had I, I, I had one of my guys a month back told me that Trocek was a possibility. Um, I, I could not, you know, he has, he has his sources, but I could not find anything to confirm it. Um, but it seems to be coming out a little bit more and more. I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not thinking anything's there. I, I don't know why Florida would make that move to be honest with you, but I don't know, stranger things have happened. Um, I do think that, you know, this weekend will, this weekend, Bozak's a ranger or it's not happening is basically what I'm thinking. I think the Rangers will have to just move on and, and figure out how they're going to address that uh, that center position, uh, you know, come August. I have one one last question for you. Uh, will Chris Kreider be a New York Ranger by the time his contract expires? You know, that's a good question. I do not know. I, I, I think if he... If he continues to hover around a 25 goal mark and doesn't find his stride as a power forward and become a, a 30 you know 30 plus goal scorer, I, I think he's trade bait. I think that they should have traded him this year or last. I for the tools that that guy has and for how good he looks at times and how inconsistent he is, I think you could get an absolute haul for him because I don't think he's ever going to put it together. If he put it together, he would be like exactly like Wayne Simmons, and you would have one hell of a player on your team. But he, he, he did it for 30 seconds during the playoffs. Drove me absolutely nuts. I love the guy, but like I'm, I'm not sure if you would sell high on him right now. He's got a hot head. Yeah, well, first off, you're not selling high. I don't think, I don't think you can – I don't think he's his – I don't think the rest of the league looks at him the same way. You don't think so? No, I, I really don't because he's been a solid player. He's got all the physical tools, but – He's never actually put it together. Never actually really done it. Yeah. I mean, he's shown flashes of it. Um, here's the deal: he's 26. He finds it this season or next, or he's gone. I completely agree. Because this could be the year he scores 40. It could be. I, I look at him every time and I go, "There's no excuse, yeah, guy, to not score 40 goals. If that guy drives the net, just wreaks havoc with his hands and his speed." That guy should get 10 breakaway goals a year, mm-hmm. get 10 tipping goals a year, 10 rebound goals a year, and and five or six like unbelievable like shot goals a year. When he hits the net, he's got a good shot. Yeah, it's just if he I'm hits like, the net. There's, there's literally no excuse for him not to easily break 30 every year and flirt with 40. Yeah. He's got that talent. He really does. Just Get it done. No. I don't want to hear about mental blocks anymore. I don't give a crap that you can jump out of a pool. Congratulations. <laughs> Do something on no. the ice. Your accounts. Completely agree. But uh, just want to say thank you for coming on. If uh, you guys haven't heard of Full Tilt, check them out, fulltiltnyr.com. Follow Anthony on Twitter at nyr underscore full tilt. What's the name of your podcast so people can look it up? It's the Full Tilt Rangers podcast, Full Tilt Rangers radio podcast. You can catch us on SoundCloud. Right now, you can also subscribe on iTunes, and we'll try and get it on more platforms. Uh, please listen to the podcast. I've got uh, two really good guys uh, doing the podcast, Russell Hartman and Michael Kaplan. They're the hosts of the show. Uh, we try and get on good guests, people that are interesting, You know, people that are Ranger fans, people that are former Rangers. We're trying to continue with that. And I throw in a 10-with tilt segment at the end so you guys can hear my stupid voice. And I give you my top 10 thoughts every podcast and what's going on. 
and I hope you guys enjoy it. I really had a good time with you guys. This was really, really cool. Uh, let me know when this drops. I'll promote the hell out of it. It's probably going to drop tomorrow because I'm going to be off the grid this week, and I kind of want to get it out there. So Perfect. Bet it done. All right, cool. Thank you again. We really Thank appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Scared of dentists and the dark. I was scared of pretty girls and starting conversations. All my friends are turning green. Yeah, the magician's assistant in their dream.